Welcome to Talk 30 to Me, a show where we talk about the perspective of 30-somethings on life. My kid is an asshole. Love. Did I tell you about the girl? twice in a week. And the never-ending pursuit of fulfillment. My name is Anthony, but most people just call me Turd. And I'm Randy Z. Let's start the show. All right. So today we're joined by our guest, Kyle. Uh, otherwise known as Hondo, and I had to do yes. that because he called. He told us to call him Hondo, but I, I needed to throw a real name out there because people are going to look at it and be like, Hondo? What the hell? Um, I think it's actually a pretty cool name, but um, we'll get to the origin story eventually, right? Because I want to hear that. But um, I just love SWAT. It's- <laughs> for, for those that don't know, um, kind of give a little bit about yourself um, sure. and tell us – what you do. All right. Uh, so my name is Kyle Hondo Henderson. So I am originally from Granite Falls, Minnesota, a really small town in southwestern Minnesota. I uh, moved out to Seattle about five years ago, and I've been out here. I've been in technology for about the past decade. So my main jobs have been in consulting and kind of data analysis. I finally took a full-time role with a local healthcare company. So I've been doing that for the last year or so. Um, Outside of that, I'm a I'm a rampant like podcaster and music promoter and just I'll get into a bit of everything. So if somebody has an idea or something that they want to kind of bring to life, I'm usually the one that they call. So um, I kind of like to get into all of that. So that's just kind of like the origin. I can go a million different directions yeah. this morning in terms of like where my background is, kind of my my personal philosophy and what I'm doing. So we will get into that. So let's start with laying the foundation. How many podcasts do you have? So I currently have four active podcasts. I probably have a dozen or so, which have not worked out. <laughs> and then I have wow. another one. I have another one on the way. So I've tested everything from, from talking with, uh, talking with vegans kind of about their, their lifestyle to having <laughs> more of like a political helping to uh, produce a political style podcast to talking about healthcare. It's just podcasting is like blogging or like any of these things where it's just, it takes a, a pretty s- supreme amount of time in order to kind of execute on these things. So you have to just, you have to get the right team and have to kind of put it together. So, but I talk about everything from pro basketball to, to music, to, Amazon TV shows uh, to kind of my lifestyle and health and fitness with one of my one of my co-hosts. So, and that co-host is kind of our our connection today. So, uh, shout out to Ashwin. So, so walk me through the process of de- deciding that hey, I just want to do a shitload of podcasts. Like what? Where were <laughs> where was your head at there to to kind of get you to commit to that? Because like you said, they're not easy to do. The, these are time consuming endeavors. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it was kind of the right circumstances. I had been, I'd really been working a tremendous amount. So when I first got to Seattle, I, I worked for this startup and first year was kind of like normal. And then the second year got really busy. It's like a, there's a period where I had worked like every day, every single day for two months. And it was just like, there was no work-life balance. And it's like, so I like, I kind of left the startup scene, went to another job and I kind of got the same thing. It was just like, I kind of had like two, two, three roles in a row that were 
kind of doing this to me. So I decided like, I got to pick up some hobbies. I got to really try to kind of do something else. So I actually go and put a, an ad out on Craigslist and, <laughs> and this person is, person, my co-host on another, on the music podcast was like, he was looking for somebody to work on a friend's podcast. I don't even watch friends, but I was like, <laughs> I want to see like what he's interested in podcasting on. Maybe we could talk about something together. So we met up, decided not to even do a friends podcast. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we decided that we're both into hip hop. So we, uh, we got kind of started on this hip hop route and over the course of the last two years, we've grown it to a point of like throwing shows together, building a music promotion company, kind of helping to manage artists together. So it's like it really with me, things just kind of get started. And I'm like, I'm really stubborn about making letting things fail. Like, I really do not like to see things kind of fall by the wayside. But so it's usually like either like get back on track or it's like. It has to get pushed because something really just doesn't work. But um, I've been able to kind of get past that and just some excellent co-hosts and just like people are truly addicts in these things. <laughs> so yeah, whether it's yeah. whether it's TV shows or basketball or music, it's just like any time, day or night, that conversation could pick up wherever from whatever subject kind of new or old. So it's like if if Ashwood is calling, like we're talking about NBA hairstyles or shoes or stats or whatever. <laughs> my other friend is, my other friend Kyle is, is talking. We're like, you know, it's like whatever album, whatever event in current music. And it's just like the conversation never ends. So it's just like bringing those type of people into the, into the fold and doing these podcasts has made it extremely easy. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, it, you're right. It's still a matter of execution, but I set up a podcasting studio in my house and decided like, I want to do it. So that's where I've kind of gone, gone from there. So Kyle, you mentioned that you came, uh, to Seattle from the Midwest. And to me, that seems like a pretty big jump to two things stick out the most. We've yeah. been to Seattle and it's a huge culture difference from yeah. the Midwest. And I've traveled to the Midwest quite a lot. And I can yeah. tell you it, it's a huge cultural difference. And the Two cities I love, though. I feel like they both have very rich cultures, especially yeah. in music. Sorry. Yeah. 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 That, that, could, that could very well be the case. And there are a lot of Midwest towns that could kind of fit the bill in that, in that regard, mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Um, but in terms of your transition – how do you feel like that kind of impacted your mindset and, and that change in maturity and, and oh. your personal development? I mean, it, it, there's a tremendous impact of that move on my life. I mean, I had been in the Midwest my entire, my entire life. I was, I, like I said, I grew up in this small town and then I moved to Minneapolis and I basically lived there or had Minneapolis had been my base, uh, right. You know, for probably 10 years after school. And then I just, then I moved out, moved out to Seattle and the catalyst for moving out to Seattle was kind of multifold because I was kind of looking for a new, a new work environment and a new adventure. So the startup opportunity came up and I had never been in a startup. I always had been, been in a big consulting environment and like a very political one. So it's like kind of got a different sense of like just working together and kind of building those friendships through that. But then I did make a very conscious decision about moving out to Seattle because of relationships, because 
one of the things that had happened was just a lot of people were getting married <laughs> were mm. getting married or they had been together for a really long time. That's and kind of that like, time period, huh? Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, I really didn't like kind of felt like a third wheel at times. So I was like, let me move somewhere where like there's a longer time period for like kind of getting married and figuring things out. And Seattle just had a, had a completely different mindset towards that. So, and so these kind of things came together and it just was like, it really was the perfect thing for me. Now moving initially was kind of tough though, because I hadn't, I didn't know anybody. I knew like four people and I, then I knew my coworkers. So it was like the first six months when I'm here, I did everything I possibly could to try and meet people. So I went and saw everything, went to all these meetups, went to kind of whatever thing I could do uh, to try and to try and find new people and kind of branch out, you know, kind of beyond my comfort zone. So I want to I want to narrow in on what you said about going to a new city in your 30s yeah. and trying to make friends. Uh, yeah. I know you mentioned meetups, but what were some other things that you were doing uh, as a way to kind of put yourself out there and, and meet people? Yeah, it's it's really just trying to go like it's beyond bars. It's kind of beyond the bar scene, but it's just it's trying to find that connection or that spark. So whether it's a meetup or an event, I went to Seattle has a just an amazing thing called town hall where it's like all these guest lecturers that come in. So it's like kind of all these different events that I may not have gone to prior, but just like I have a slight interest in and like want to try and meet people throughout. And then, you know, the other side of the equation is just like branching off of all my other coworkers and meeting, meeting all of their friends. And, you know, it's like whether I ended up, ended up kind of like being friends with them for, a couple days or now for a very long time, it was just like kind of bouncing around and kind of exposing myself out there and like saying, Hey, I'm just like, I'm just trying to, I don't have this support base anymore. Like I just want to, I want to go check out new things. Are you, are you open to having me tag along, Mm. you know, and kind of just like letting the wind blow a little bit on that, but that's kind of all worked out. So I think um, it's important to keep an open mindset. And I, I really, that underscores the whole concept behind making friends at 30. And I, I don't think that's something that we've really focused on before. No, not really. But you really do. It sounds like you did very well. Yeah. And uh, you really do have to keep an open mind to meeting different people with different backgrounds and different experiences mm-hmm. and different yeah. exposure to different things that you might not be comfortable with. That's actually yeah. uh, that's actually a really good uh, really good point, and thanks for touching on that because I think that helps us understand more of how receptive you have to be to change in your thirties. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess one of the things I want to talk about is like realizing how difficult it was for me to kind of make friends in the beginning, and all the different kind of mechanisms that I had to do, and all the people that I had to kind of reach out to. One of the things that I've started to do as time has gone along is to is to open up events for people to kind of meet each other. And like whether that's I, I, I have a basketball meetup now with membership of like 150 people. Oh, wow. Uh, with, with Ashwin. So we meet up probably every week and grab a game and, you know, catch a game and just like meet at a bar or whatever. But like those things build into friendships, build into relationships right. and like it's that's been a lot of fun to see because that's like 
there's a term out here, the Seattle freeze, where it's like, it's very difficult to meet people. So we, we just wanted to kind of break through, like crush the Seattle freeze and just say, Hey, come on, just, just catch a game. It's not like, it's not any more complicated than that. If you don't like it, you could certainly, you never have to come back, but if you love it, like you can get involved, you can help meet other people. And, you know, the other thing that I do is twice a year, I've been throwing these events where I bring in kind of friends, like all my friends and colleagues and work colleagues and get, get other people to kind of mix it up that they, that they normally wouldn't talk to. So try and establish these kind of new friendships, new relationships, working relationships, whatever. So that's really, um, yeah. So that's, that's kind of one of my, one of my favorite things that's happened. Just realizing, realizing that other people have, have struggled and will continue to struggle with this. So how do we make it better for the long run? I think that's a key thing to hit on because you have clearly differentiated yourself from just being a guy who's trying to make friends to being the guy who's helping other people make friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's incredible mm -hmm. because not a lot of people would go out of their way to help others kind of feel comfortable or get acclimated to either a, a new environment or an environment that just hasn't been receptive to them making friends or yeah. relationships for that matter. So kudos to you. That takes a lot of time and it seems like you kind of sink yourself into time, uh, time heavy, uh, endeavors. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I feel like I do, but you know, there's been a, a great, a great support network and like a great, uh, you know, the Ashwin for instance is part of the NBA meetup as well. And like, kind of both done it but i mean it was really hard in the beginning because like i said no one like, would come out and no one no one would come <laughs> out then all of a sudden you know it's like getting that one person out and you know getting that mouth. next that next person and just like slowly but surely and some wouldn't come back but others would and now it's like you know 10 15 people a week and continuing to grow uh grow from there and uh but that's nothing nothing else has to happen because i feel like the goal has already been met of people getting to getting exposed to other people. And now, now it's to the point and we have so many basketball addicts together that we're like taking trips together. So we're actually, I feel like actually forming deeper relationships amongst that, amongst that crew and continuing to bring other people in. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's, it's essentially a passion project, but it's just been, it's turned out even better than I imagined. <laughs> so I want to I want to touch back on what you said earlier about not wanting or allowing things to fail. I forget how you yeah. phrased it, but it yeah. seems like a common theme in your life is this like uh, relentless pursuit. Um, yeah. Is that is that something that's always kind of been there for you, or is that something that you had to kind of hone in on after you made some like significant life changes? Because uh, you know, yeah. making that big adjustment to Seattle. Uh, I'm a fan of the audio way in podcasts and, and hearing the transitions yeah. you're making there. Like that is a, a big commitment. Yeah. No, I, I, th I think it's always kind of been a part of me. I've always just, I've wanted to succeed and like, I don't know if it's just a gift or whatever, but I, it, I felt like whatever I kind of put my mind to, I could get to work. So it's like, it's like in high school, I played on a state tennis team, but I was also on the state knowledgeable team or the state <laughs> mock trial team. It's like, that's a weird dichotomy, but I was able to kind of do it all. So it's just like, whenever I took the time to learn something, I just, I didn't want it to fail. Now, don't get me wrong here. Like I've had a lot of projects fall by the wayside. Relationships haven't worked out. The businesses haven't worked out. 
I think I just, I took a new perspective, especially after I turned 30, just in terms of like what, it's kind of like this notion of what you want your legacy to be mm. and what, like what you want to really sink into, what, what you'd like to actually be doing with your life. So, and it's just like, I felt, I felt after a certain time period, especially on these podcasts, it's just like, I like telling stories. I yeah. liked entertaining people. So whether it, you know, whether it becomes something that I get paid for exclusively or like, it's just, it goes out into ether and you inspire one or two people to kind of pursue their own, you know, their own path on it. I think it's, I think it's worth it either way. I think failure is definitely something that people need to embrace in their thirties. And you've kind of structured it in a way that failures kind of motivated you to kind of pursue and keep on that relentless pursuit as Randy so succinctly put it. How do you feel that failure has helped you kind of hone in on what you truly like? Yeah. I mean, failure is just like, I, I think for me it's just finding it's, it's finding the lowest low you can, like you can go to. So if something, if something you really want to work out just doesn't come together, it's just like, it sets the stage of like, I never want to see that. I never want to feel that emotion again. So it's, it's less about the content. It's more about the avoidance of that feeling. So it's just like, I will, I will try every other pathway. I will find every other route to try and make this happen. So it's, it's getting those people who are more knowledgeable, finding the experts to support you, like just digging in further, trying harder. And I think those things can happen. So in terms of focusing on what you like now, you have five podcasts, you have a day job. <laughs> yeah. How is the love life? I mean, I have to ask about that. <laughs> I was just I about was to like, ask right now. I was making my notes. Find time for that's anyone well, other no, not, than not even that like the fact that he did research on the culture of seattle before moving there <laughs> right so there has to be some kind of motivation right because there was premeditative mm-hmm. you know decision making <laughs> toward okay well i could i could probably get away with hooking up without getting married here so <laughs> what where where are you like Don't make the man the, implicate himself Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> where's the love life i, I would say I, I still kind of struggle with the with the love life out here i don't know it's just i don't know if it's the kind of the culture of Seattle or if it's just like the hobbies and interests of people out here. So (laughs) the funny thing is like, I go back and tell my friends that I, I really should have just gone to Brooklyn, but I came to Seattle. (laughs) That's pretty fucked up. (laughs) Well, I'm more of a city guy, like more of a city guy in Seattle is very outdoorsy, very (laughs) into hiking and biking and what, you know, all of those kind of outdoor activities. And it's like, I don't kind of share that same enthusiasm. So that's been a little bit more challenging. Uh, but as time has gone along, things have gotten better. But yeah, I, I really do think that ta- the timing factor and kind of just the, I don't know, just trying to find, trying to find people kind of like fit that drive, fit that passion. But like, I got to find those people like finding those people at the bar is not the easy yeah. thing. Finding those, it has to be some sort of kind of inspired event. So I, I think one of the things that I'm trying to do with the dating front is just work, work the connections, friends of friends, just try, sure. and, you know, try and get personal, more personal introductions because I've tried every single dating app out there and 
they've come, they've all come with some sort of caveats and some some stories I'm not going to tell them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's not the right time or place, but we we definitely need to want to hear them. Well, it, it's definitely something that warrants a conversation. Probably not now, but it's interesting that you say that because a lot of people swear by these things, and it yeah. could, in my mind, it could just be the market. You know. It's not the right market for that kind of casual dating app type thing. Or the only people that do the casual dating type thing are really messed up people. Like like you kind of want to avoid them. But that leads me to my next question. Do you feel like you might be too choosy, too selective that you might just want to – do you feel like you want to – you should be perpetuating your mentality of going with the flow rather than trying to swim – upstream against the the current so to speak yeah i mean i i i think at times i've been i've been too choosy i think i think trying to trying to date even in the midwest and then kind of going out here and just having relationship failures of a number of different reasons has made me a little bit more selective but i'm i'm definitely i'm definitely open i think the thing for me though is really there's that common there's that common ground. So it's just, it's trying to find, trying to find those connections in that common ground, which has been a little bit more difficult. And it's just like, I, I believe in kind of substance over just image. That's so, so that's, that's what I've been looking for. And it's, it, it has been difficult, but I, I still think that it exists out here. Uh, but you know, every so often I'll, I will go back to my friends and just tell them I'm going to go somewhere else and <laughs> find a girl, bring, bring her back to Seattle and it'll all be good. So. <laughs> oh, it's funny because my next question was like, do you see yourself staying in Seattle for the long haul? Yeah. Yeah. So th- this is a an interesting question because I don't, I don't actually know the answer. I feel like I know the answer to a lot of like where I want my life to go, but I don't know the answer to this question. Because when I left Minneapolis, I basically looked at three places, three or four places. I was like, I was looking at Seattle. I was looking at Austin, Texas. I was looking at New York and I was looking at Chicago. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just like, I, the work environment wasn't right for me for Chicago. So I kind of ruled that one out pretty early. And then Austin was really fun, but I'd been, (laughs) Austin was funny because it was like, Austin was so hot that I was just like, I could there's no way I could, I could take that. I'm from Minnesota. I'm just like, I can handle the severe cold, not the severe heat. So like that got ruled out. So it was basically between New York, New York and Seattle. And I, the opportunity kind of emerged in Seattle. So I really think part of, there's like this small part of me that wants to go to New York and try that lifestyle for a little while and just see what happens. But I, right now it's like, do I give up everything in Seattle to pursue that? And, and the, you know, the answer right now is no, because I enjoy, I enjoy the people I'm around. So I'm not going to do that. Now, the other, the other question is my family, especially my brother and my mom and dad are, are in, they're in Minnesota. So there's, there's always a consideration about going back uh, for them, but they're, they kind of have their own interest in hobbies right now. And my parents are retiring. So, uh, fairly soon. So I, I not, I don't think immediately. So that's, uh, I mean, I, I don't, I, I think about 
relocating a lot because being in Southern California, it is disrespectful how difficult it is to buy a house here or to even like to, you know, have the life that I thought, you know, that I would like to have, um, finding that balance. And, and it's something that's, that I I go back and forth with of, of just like, could I see myself leaving California? Could I not? I mean, I like Seattle. I enjoy Chicago. You know, I, similar to the research that you've put in, yeah. What what was it like for you to just kind of because uh, you said you went out there with nothing, right? So what was it like to just uproot everything you know? I'm assuming that was the first time you did that in your life. Yeah, and just go for it. It's the most un like surreal experience because you just you have no foundation from which to kind of draw from. You just you have you have your parents, you have your family, you have your friends. So it's like you got to try to get through it. But I just you know as I probably portrayed in some of these earlier stories. I just wanted, I wanted to make it happen. So I just, I, mm. I got, I got here, like got an apartment in like three days and just moved in and then just set, started setting the foundation for, you know, making myself successful out here. So. Moving to a new environment requires change and adaptation. Why do you feel, and you've kind of alluded this uh, to this before, that Seattleites tend to have their own kind of grouping of uh, hobbies and activities that include, vast majority include the outdoors. Why haven't you adapted in that regard to embrace the outdoors and maybe find someone with more common ground uh, in that regard? Yeah, so... I guess let me clarify this just a little bit that I haven't been opposed and I've, I've done some of these activities, but kind of staying true to my, my interests. It's been more, it's really been in music. It's been in music. It's been in wine. It's been in basketball. So I've tried to essentially like establish, establish the events or find the groups, which I wanted to be a part of. So I I guess I'm not, I'm not opposed to doing some of those things, but I, I kind of know where my own passions and the people I kind of connect to the most where they are and kind of what they're, what they're talking about, what they're interested in. I listened to your show late 2017 and it was the episode where you did, um, kind of a setup for 2018 and your hopes and expectations and uh Guy wasn't on the podcast with you at the time this is the audio weigh-in i'm referring yeah, yeah. to and you said something that kind of inspired me and I, I i took that to heart and i kind of adopted that as my own philosophy that was not to take anything additional on in 2018 yeah. that would kind of take you away from yeah. where you were in terms of the progress and um, success that you've seen on what you've currently done. How do you feel like you've adapted that or, or stayed true to that mentality? I think, I think I've done a pretty good job. Now, <laughs> the thing about being interested in ideas and interested in startups and all these kind of things, there's always like a little bit of it that kind of comes into the fringe, but I've, I've really tried to stay like, at least stay in the pathway. So I've been interested in music, explored topics within music, but it's, it's with the same people. I think, I think the thing about not taking things on, it's like when you start adding more people and different projects across, it really becomes different. But a lot of these things start to tie together. But when you, when you say that this is want, this is where the hard line is, this is what you want to see happen. I think that you kind of set that, that mental perspective of like, 
everything else is just kind of going to be in the way. And Noise, you have every, right. every, everybody has their personal prioritization right. list, but, but it's just like, if it's going to interfere, like, where's it, where is it going to take time out of? And I think that that's, that's the important discussion. That's really the catalyst of not trying to take on additional, additional things. So even though the, the product, uh, the healthcare, uh, the health product uh, podcast kind of thing is coming together, that really is tied into the audio weigh-in, for example, and really tied to making fundamental life changes. Sure. So, um, so yeah, I, I've tried to stay true to it and I've really tried to clear out the other things in my life and kind of buckle into a couple of other things. Um, and I want to, I I guess I want to share a couple of those for those that haven't kind of listened to the, the audio way in, because there's two things kind of basically on my mind, uh, basically on my mind these days and kind of what I'm, what I'm focusing on and kind of got back on in 2018 here and one of them is weight loss and the other one is just getting on a debt and i don't have a significant amount of debt or anything but it's just like i have enough and i just i wanted to fund it out of everything that i was kind of working on so i wouldn't have to tap into my savings and move other stuff around so Mm -hmm. it's like i've i've paired those two things together and the impact has been incredible like even over even over the last month or so, just those two things kind of work hand in hand of just like, you know, reducing weight and kind of getting your finances in order because it's all rule based. Yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. Like, this is like, this is what I want to do. So, um, 20, 2018 is really about getting, you know, getting, getting in better shape and getting those finances in order. So 2019 can be like, the best year of my life and I can go anywhere, kind of do anything. Um, but really keeping this, keeping the lifestyle and keeping, keeping my friend group, who I, you know, who I want to have in it and keeping the projects alive that I want to continue to have alive. So, so with, with that idea, are you thinking like leaving your full-time job and doing just all your ventures as your, your main source of fulfillment and income? I mean, that's, that's the ultimate goal, but that's, I mean, that's easier said than done Yeah, because, because podcast, podcasting in, in particular is just, it's very, it's very difficult to make a living wage unless you, you kind of build something supplemental to the podcast and whether, whether that's your touring or selling books Mm -hmm. or selling, selling something to kind of support the brand more or less lifestyle. Or like, or you just get catch the break to be on a really big network, and then then it all kind of takes care of itself there. But yeah, that is the ultimate intention to to tell to help tell stories and kind of be a part of this entertainment channel long term. I think the root of all that is really, uh, I think it stems from time budgeting, and we talk about financial budgeting. We talk about budgeting for relationships in a sense we talk about a lot of like different kinds of budgeting but we we don't really focus on time budgeting and i think that's so yeah. critical to really being successful and focusing in yeah. on what is going to help you get to that success yeah i i, I want to like going back to this dieting thing and i don't i don't want to spend a lot of time here but i i, I want to say that i've <laughs> I've now lost 30, 30 pounds, like four different ways before. Wow. And it was just like, but they were all over the course of a month. So mm. it was just like, Hey, I can, it's not sustainable. 
yeah, I, well, I can prove to myself that I can lose weight and yeah, yeah it shows an impact, but then I gain it back. So huh. the thing that, the thing that I did and kind of alluding to your, your prior point is like, I put that time factor on it. So this, this year I'm doing that slow carb diet for a, a whole year, not wow. a month. And I want it to be, last, I want it to be lasting change and I want it to be, I want it to be real. So, and you know, starting with last year, kind of getting out of debt, I eliminated like four credit cards down to the last credit card, like really disciplined behavior, trying to get out of that as wow. well. So it's so it, easy not to adhere to any rules oh. or anything like that. And it's yeah, no, so it, difficult it, to be regimented. It, it, it is, it is, but like, it's just when you want to, when you want to pay the piper because it, it'll just come back. It will come back and you won't, you won't have the flexibility to do it on your own terms, whether it's, whether it's debt, whether it's, you know, whether it's your health, like you, you don't want to be put in that, that condition of like your doctor says you have to do this or you're going to get diabetes. If you don't get out of debt, you're going to have to file for bankruptcy. These are really serious things. So it's like you could get to a bad place, but you can decide to come back from it. Right. And I, I think that's, I think if you do it by your terms and realize that inevitably like things will get there, but I don't want to see it get there. I think that's the realization that that people need to have. And a lot of people don't necessarily have that foresight, but like whatever you can do to like get that wake up call and just be like, things need to change. Things really need to change because I'm burning myself out. I'm burning myself out. Like I'm stressing my family out. My health is terrible. My career is bad. All of these things can change. Nothing, absolutely nothing changes overnight. So like it's, it's a plan and it's a, a regimen in which you need to get there. But I believe that they're all possible. And that's, if you listen to the audio weigh in, like one of the supreme beliefs that I have is in balance because with balance kind of comes this notion of kind of having a more fulfilled life. So, and it's just like, because I've, I've had great times socially. I've had great times, like being in great shape. I've, you know, financially been fine, but it's like, if they don't all come together in this mixture that I believe is kind of sustainable for the long run, I am, I'm going to stress myself out. I'm going to burn myself out. I'm going to like go to too many parties or just, just be heads down, saving money and not having any friendships or relationships. It's just like everything too, too little or too high comes at a cost. So how do you, how do you kind of set that balance for your own life? So Kyle, that was an excellent point. <laughs> and I mean, you really gave the true template for what it takes to be successful and, and to really control your life and, and to actually harness the results. So I think people should tune in to what you guys are doing um, over there at the audio way. And so give us a rundown of where people can find you in the different things that you're involved in, as well as uh, on social media. Yeah, so I'm all over all over social media. So you can find me personally at how three that's H O W T H R E E. So one one step up from how to um, <laughs> <laughs> love it. You can, you can find me on uh, Instagram at Hondo Ventures. You can find me on Facebook at K Henderson. Um, otherwise, you can find all kinds of podcasts. You can find me. You can 
the Twitter for the audio weigh-in is at audio weigh-in, at town talk pod, at riding underscore the pine, uh, at primed podcasts. So you can get a hold of me a, a number of different ways, but if you, you got a topic or just want to kind of join the journey with us on the audio way and we'd love to hear from you. So, uh, that's great. Hey, I appreciate this today, guys. I'm, uh, I'm happy we, we got this to come together. Yeah, absolutely. And we're definitely going to make sure we include all those links in yeah. the, uh, in the blog and the, uh, and the bio. Um, Randy, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me anywhere and everywhere at I am Randy Z and Turg. You can find me at Turg says no on Instagram and Twitter. All right. And Hondo, make sure you tell Guy what up for us, man. We really got to get him on the show. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Guy's, Guy's got a Guy's story along with my, we, we share this, we share this connection, but we have these different perspectives on life. So that's my favorite part of the, of the audio way. And it's just really different perspectives on living, but still this, this relentless focus on making our lives better. So that's what it's all about. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, so. All right. I'll, I will pressure him to come on. So. <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. Awesome. Right. Great talking to you. All Take right. care. Thank you for subscribing to another episode of Talk 30 to Me. We hope you enjoy it and continue to share it with friends. Make sure to stop by our website at talk30tome.com for more content and information about the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. And if you really like what you hear, make sure to leave us an awesome five-star review. For Talk 30 to Me, I'm Turg. And I'm Randy Z. Peace. <laughs>Second, hold on. I'm gonna go. Okay. I'm gonna go kill a dog real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> Not gonna kill a dog. Just kidding. Now we have a plane going over. Uh, you know, I want. I, this isn't. Anything, I'm just letting you know. We just recorded an episode yesterday on uh, making friends in your 30s, so it's like a perfect tie-in. Yeah. Um, so that's why I wanted to kind of narrow in on that, and then we'll go back into the whole it's interesting that midwest people are getting married younger than it is out here near the coast off the record how the hell did you vet the fact that seattle was more receptive to uh the longevity of relationships versus like jumping into marriage i just i mean i talked to uh I had talked to this company for about a year before I started working with them, so I kind of got a sense of just a little bit more of the culture uh, that was out here. So, and then it really it was the case. So, interesting. Uh, but but yeah, there's some other interesting dynamics about just meeting people in Seattle. I'll get into here. So I wanna I wanna narrow in on what you said about going to a new city in your 30s and trying. To make-